Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Episode 66 of the Talk and Power podcast. We are transmitting through 88.5 FM where the valley comes alive and through iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, and some <laughs> other places. Listen notes via the web. So, and you can catch us at www.talkandpower.com.au. I am Nick DeCember and I'm here with my co host Todd Brinkworth. How are you, Todd? Not too bad, Nick. How about yourself? Good, good. Our other co host Simon Travellini will be joining us very shortly. I hope. <laughs> We think he's coming. We think he's coming. He's way. on his way. He's on his way, but we wanted to get stuck into the Formula One. We've had two races since our last podcast, yeah, right. so it's important that we cover off on Formula One, and given that our co-host is not the biggest fan of Formula One, we thought we'd get stuck into that first yeah. anyway. Look, we had two races, Hockenheim and Hungary, and in between we lost the almost lost the trailer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Renault team, now they never really elaborated on what was in that trailer, did they? No. Um, rumours are abound, but uh, I mean, well, both Renaults were at the last round. We won't spoil that just yet, but they were both there, so mm. you assume it's not a car, but hey. It could have been. It didn't look too badly banged up, the trailer. Yeah, or um, maybe maybe it was the merchandise one, as you said to me in a message. Yeah, you know what? I, I said to you, they probably hope it's the merchandise one, but when I think about it, they probably hope it. I, I don't think they did. It's pro- They make more money from merchandise than... <laughs> yeah, true. Else. So, you know, they probably wouldn't want it to be the merchandise trailer. But anyway, nonetheless, they um they got there in the end. Um, look, we'll, we'll touch off with Hockenheim and the qualifying at Hockenheim was almost a... Well, it was a disaster for Ferrari, not almost. Yeah. Um, so Vettel's come out and blown some piping that goes to the intercooler, from what I can understand. Yeah, I'm not... I'm seen it about three or four times and i've read four or five articles about very, it and very i'm loose about what what happened and i just know they just point in the direction of the car and go broken yeah <laughs> in italian yeah so look we we're not we're not really sure what what went wrong there um needless to say that um charles leclerc also did not get into well he got made it to q3 but then wasn't able to front for q3 as well whether it was the same issues or not, I really don't know. Um, we really can't say. Needless to say that both Ferraris, one started from dead smoking last and Charles Leclerc started from 10th. So anyway, look, uh, at the end of the day, it was a wet start to the race at Hockenheim. Now, that was quite interesting. A lot of the drivers really wanted to get going. They wanted to get yeah. moving. Don't know if you had, um, if you saw that or caught that. A lot of the drivers... Like, no, really, I that, did. It was a formation lap and now... I think the commentators got a little bit caught out there. They said that the formation lap doesn't count towards the race. Well, yeah. it did in the end. Even though they were formation laps, they took those laps off. The yeah, end. and the um, race radio was quite interesting. There was a few people who were, what are we doing? You know, what's happening? What are we doing? And yeah. it was, there was a bit of just general... No one knew what they were doing, which was mm. a bit strange. Look, I think it was the most exciting race of the year, to be honest with you. Um, the clerk unsafe release in front of Grosjean's car has he is the luckiest guy I mean finally I had question mark question mark there on the notes I don't know if you saw that I, unsafe doesn't even cut it but hey I I, I oh, 
Should have been a place or a time penalty, no doubt. Yeah, and I mean, how close they were is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, you slow it down to 60 frames a second type of thing, and you go, okay. There yeah. was... Oh, no, well, it was, Grosjean was on the brakes, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and look, we saw a massive, massive... En- we haven't seen an engine failure like that from Daniel Ricciardo in a long time. Long, long time. Yeah, that's right. There was oil, smoke, fluid, the, the, the works, water, whatever those things carry were dumped on the track, so... Um, I don't know. It was a it was a massive engine failure. Anyway, with the wet weather or drying of the wet weather, it really made gave this race another uh, another face, I guess, and, and and another dimension is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um. So we saw Magnussen. He was he was the first on lap twenty three. He went from from uh, he went for a full slick, a soft, and. Um, I think the rest of the field at that stage was still on inters, intermediates, that is, wets. So it was a bold move. And um, Verstappen did the same thing, but he went for a medium as well. Um, problem with that medium was he got no heat into it. So yeah. he actually spun. Then we saw the madness of lap 30, where Leclerc would also go to a soft slick, followed by Hamilton. Uh, Leclerc crashed. Uh, while Hamilton was pinning, and then the same spot as Vettel crashed. That was, yeah, the, almost the same spot. Sorry, that's what I'm reading. Yeah. I'm reading, I'm reading my notes. Too yeah, much. same as Vettel in 2018, yeah. which is, yeah, a bit spooky. <laughs> Do you think it's funny that these guys crashed that, as the moment they put a tyre on the drag strip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know if our co-host was here to have me having a chuckle about that, but the moment the wheel basically touched the drag strip, was the moment that they lost control. So it was wet in that area, but the, basically when they got onto that drag strip, uh, we all know when a drag strip's wet. Yeah. It's like an ice rink. So, yeah, it was terrible. And we saw them crash. Um, Hamilton also crashed in pretty much the same spot and damaged the front nose cone as well. Yeah. His entry, he was lucky he got back to the pit, but his entry into the pit was incorrect. He went on the the, the left side of the bollard as opposed to the right yeah so you're not able to do that um i think in retrospect what was he supposed to do but i mean the alternate was drive the whole way around the track with a broken car yeah or into the track into the pit area on the left of the bollard i don't know i think he was a bit he was got the five second penalty i reckon it was a bit harsh given the fact that given the fact let's let's put this into context the clerk a lot of people wouldn't believe I'm saying this, but Leclerc pulled out right in front of Haas. Yeah. They only got a fine. That's right. Hamilton went on the left side of the bollard, which I would argue is is safer than what Leclerc did and got a five-second penalty. Yeah. But then also look at it this way. Um, he copped five seconds. He penultimately didn't win the race, but how much time would he have lost by driving the entire way around the track? Yeah, oh, he would have lost a lot more. But it yeah. was, it, I would argue that was an unsafer thing to do because he'd be lit, uh, dropping debris on the track. Oh, well, um, we'll see. What? Well, I mean, the decision's been made, but I guess... Yeah, yeah, no, I just thought it was a bit harsh. Um, anyway, he did a number of stops. He wasn't finding his groove anyway. In the end, Verstappen would go on to win. I think this was his probably his greatest win of all time because he's really come back from... from um, when he spun on, I think it was just before lap 30, Yeah, the, the, he was written off, basically, because that was a probably not the right move from Red Bull, putting him on a medium. 
Um, if you're going for a slick, you'd think you'd go for a soft. Everyone else went for a soft. Yeah. Imagine if he did came. I mean, he would have still. He would have no doubt won. But I mean, spinning the card and coming back in and putting the soft on, and still going on to win. I think there was a magnificent race from Max, and yeah, it was, was probably one of his bet finest moments. I would say. Yeah. Toto Wolf, not impressed. This was the race that they all dressed up in period correct Mercedes uh, outfits. So they wore outfits that were from the... They were celebrating a milestone in motorsport. It was at their home track. They had a large number of dignitaries from Mercedes present at the track. And he felt embarrassed by the whole situation because basically um, it was a terrible... It was their worst race of the year. Yeah, that's right. I think Toto's probably been a bit hard on himself. Yeah, maybe. I, I think... Let's think about it. He he said he, he probably wouldn't do that again if he had the chance. He wouldn't yeah. do... I, I think that's really taken away something from the something from the sport. If if I thought they, they really need to embrace the moment. And, you know, we don't... I don't think anyone's going to remember... Hockenheim at the end of 2019 yeah when Lewis is ha- holding the cup Mercedes have won the championship are we going to think back and think, oh remember Hockenheim yeah you know were you dressed up and looked like no one's going to say that one year they are German so <laughs> and I know we have some German listeners and I'm, I'm apologizing in advance okay and I'll stop there <laughs> I think he's been awfully hard on himself yeah Toto and uh, I mean I'm a bit of a critic of Toto and I'm a bit of a critic of Mercedes and and Hamilton, but I think, you know, they're still no doubt in the prime spot. Moving on to Hungary, they proved that, didn't they? I mean, that race yesterday evening was just unbelievable. Amazingly enough, Max Verstappen, it's his first pole position. Now, I did not know that. Yeah, me either, until you mentioned it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so that was his first pole position ever. Uh, And in saying that, he also becomes the 100th different pole winner in Formula 1. So that was quite quite an interesting statistic there yeah so look it's 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 been a an amazing run and i think max verstappen you know he was unlucky last night he was unlucky i mean he got yeah. he he red bull pitted him just that bit too early uh and that tire was really shot to death and we saw probably one of our great chase from lewis hamilton at the end of the race there coming for max verstappen and they were they were counting the laps down they said that he would catch him on the last lap yeah. Well, he caught him with four laps to go still, and he passed him, you know, in a DRS zone, opened the back wing up, and that's it. He was gone. He was out of there. So, Lewis, I mean, hats off to him. The, but the strat, he questioned the strategy. He questioned yeah. James Allison. He questioned him, but James, to his credit, stood his ground and said, no, this is the right strategy. Pitted him a bit later than the Red Bull, and I'll tell you what, they had excellent tyre tire wear. Yeah. Max, unfortunate, believe it or not, after he got passed, he honestly could not. He couldn't believe that he could finish the race. They pitted him with four laps to go, put a soft on, and got the fastest lap. So at least got that one championship yeah. point. But but it was really upset, and I I think that kind of let, he still got the second place. Yeah. But kind of let him down a bit, in in my opinion. Kind yeah. of let him down. Still, he's one to watch. Oh, he's certainly, good, certainly. Yeah. So. Certainly. Uh, just touching on Daniel, uh, not a great race. Didn't get past Q1. I'm not quite sure. We seem to be going ebbs and flows with Renault. But yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you just before we go to a break. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to finish go. on this question. Yep. Who's missing who more? Is Daniel Ricciardo re- missing Red Bull, 
or is Red Bull missing Daniel Ricciardo? And I asked you with the with Pierre Gasly in mind. Daniel's missing Red Bull for sure. No, no, no. I beg to differ. Okay. Pierre has let Max Verstappen down immensely. He has not got Max's back. And we shouldn't be having these discussions, really. Max uh, should be okay. having the second car in play. And Pierre has not has not got to the lofty heights that Daniel has. Doing a bit of shake and bake, you reckon, you know? I'm telling you now, Todd, I can almost guarantee you that Christian Horner is missing Daniel more than what Daniel is missing Red Bull. Did you um, also notice that uh, Daniel was lapped? Unfortunately, yeah. by yeah. a certain car. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Daniel, but yeah. No, look, no doubt. I'm not saying yeah. that he's gone to a better team. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Not this year. No. Maybe not even next year. But 2021, I think it'll be a different story. Yeah, I hope I so. I still have faith in the Renault. We forget the Renault of the 90s. We really, we really forget the superpower that they were. I'm trying to cast my mind back that far, but yeah. We we forget too easily, and I will. We'll take a short break here, and you can contemplate that as we take a short break oh, we'll say, be back. Uh, hang on ricardo for ferrari still we've had the conversation before ricardo ferrari that's all i want yeah well, that's what i want too but anyway, anyway we got Renault. <laughs> all right we'll take a short break we'll be back right after this Episode 66 of the Talk and Power podcast. I am Nick DeCimbra here with co-host Todd Brinkworth. Just waiting for Simon to come in. Yeah, we're um, we're waiting to hear the... Well, commotion's unfair. He'll silently, you know, step in and <laughs> add his gracious opinion to the show, so... No, no, he'll be here shortly. Hey, um... Supercars from Queensland Raceway. And lots to talk about here. I've dedicated a whole, the next whole 13 minutes. A whole hour if you're not, to it. No, <laughs> not an hour. If you're not interested in supercars, I suggest you fast forward 13 odd minutes because we're going to be on it for the next 13 minutes. But okay, I've got, I'll, I'll I've got 13 minutes, Nick. <laughs> no, I need, I've got plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk about. Look, we saw the Queensland Raceway race. Um, what are your thoughts? There's a bit of political agenda going on here, so we'll start off with that first. What are your thoughts on um, Scott McLaughlin? He got, in total, $13,000 worth of fines. First one, we'll we'll do the second one, the burnout. Yep. Killer burnout. Awesome burnout. Love Mm -hmm. the burnout. But not in the appropriate spot, apparently. He's gone past the point of the burnout point, so... What, what do you think of that to start with? I think at least once a season, if not twice, there's always someone getting fined or pinned or banned or... I, haven't, I don't think they've taken points off yet, anyone. I don't want them to either, but for celebrating. Now, I remember years ago, um, no, it was either Gisberg or Winterbottom, I mm. think. Absolutely ringed, like torn apart. Oh, Van Gisbergen. Yeah, and then they stopped for two or three rounds. Mm-hmm. They lost a fan base. Like, my mates and I at the time were, well, let them celebrate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not all about the burnouts, but they're, con- they're, they're controlled, you know, etc., etc. But in the same breath, if they, if they do have a certain area, and a whole bunch of other things, I guess they have to comply to that. Yeah, but, so I, I, but, I agree. But 
13 grand seems a bit unfair. No, it wasn't 13 for the burn. It was only oh. three for the burn. And we haven't got to the $10,000 fine. Oh, well, okay, sorry. Jeez, you really haven't read the notes. Oh, no, I was reading I'm ahead. Gonna th- I'm going to throw this at you. Good. Don't read. Stop reading. I'm going to throw this. I want you to speak your mind. Oh, so that was, that was roughly $3,000 worth of fines there. He got $10,000 fine for bringing on the podium. On the podium, he bought... This is the Sunday race. We'll get to Saturday's race. We'll go backwards. <laughs> he bought with him on the podium a Ford... Sorry, Mustang Wins Championship poster. Yep. So it's a breaking news. So you know like the tabloid style what you used to see when you sell tabloid papers. And which they used to do at Bathurst for every, for Did every win. Did for everything. Yep. Right? So this year we've gone to a new system where championship is won by the amount of races you win. So already the Mustang has accumulated uh, more wins than the Commodore can achieve. So they've yep. won the championship. So he's gone up there with a the podium. He's brought that up there. He's got a $10,000 fine for that because that is deemed... A prohibited item. Was it made out of something illegal or what? No, no, paper. Paper. Hemp paper or something. I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss. To... I'm going to read it word for word. It said, Ford News, Mustang wins title. So he's been fined $10,000 for that. I'll tell you something for nothing, Todd. In answer, the DJR team Penske have played this one really well. Yep. Oh, they have played it superbly because you know what they've decided to do is to sell that poster for $20 a pop and oh, oh, oh. all proceeds go to Camp Quality. I have ordered one and it's on the way. We're going to put it up here in the studio as our contribution to sticking it up. Well, you better order fast. a second one for me because I think I might do the same. <laughs> I just think, I mean, they've really turned a, a negative... No, that's a great idea. Yeah, in, into something positive. And what I found really interesting about it was that that the supercars have now got on board and said, hey, look at this, guys. Uh, DJR Team Penske is selling posters uh, and all the proceeds go to camp quality. It's great, but it's it was born out of their... their mandate for not bringing... Pre, for bringing a prohibited item on the... What, what's happened to the sport? I don't know. Like that's just bizarre. Yeah. Was there a total fire ban or something? Like was you know was a paper deemed a fire hazard? And no, I think it's. I think I think the the spirit of the rule is that you could potentially bring an item up there that may make some sort of political statement. So he could have brought up there vegans rule. Um, I don't laugh. Maybe they do. But, Sorry. Yeah, you know, or um, Scott, I don't like this guy, that guy, whatever it may be. He, he, he may have made some sort of political statement. So I, I, I think that's the spirit of the rule. I certainly don't think it applies to Mustang winning the championship. Wow. Yeah, okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All proceeds go to camp quality. If you go to um, the DJR Team Penske website, they will point you in the right direction. You can buy a poster for $20 plus shipping. I think it came to $31 all up. So get your posters. Got one coming. I'm going to put it. It's going to go right up there. All right. Cool. Mustang wins championship. Can't wait. Um, I'm going to do a bit of a deep dive here as well while we're talking supercars. Let's just, you know, before we go any further, so on the Sunday race, Scotty McLaughlin won, did a yep. big burnout as we know. It was great to see the Saturday race actually go to Jamie Wincup in the Commodore. So he fought back and they had that car tuned up pretty well. 
he had that on 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 songs, Jamie. So that was good to see Jamie get that result on the Saturday, and I think it just gave those, those guys over at Triple A a little bit of confidence. I've seen them then they're sort of getting around with their heads a bit a bit down and out at the moment at Triple yeah. A. Even Roland Dane was like not not his usual self, and I, I know with winning comes a certain air of what would be perceived arrogance but i think in their situation it was you know there have been a lot of mustang wins in particular djr team penske and so it was good to see jamie Winkup back up there again um okay so a bit of a deep dive yep we can go down the rabbit hole on this one we don't want to go too deep but um betty clemenko has brought to the attention of the the sport via social media that the national anthem hasn't been played at a number of events now i don't know if that's by design or if that's been a clerical error or or what it may be and i don't think it's probably appropriate to suggest what it is or what it isn't i don't i honestly don't know what what the story is as to why they're not playing the national anthem at a at these events needless to say she's been in talks with the sports ceo sean Seema, about addressing that and i don't know where they're at with that yeah it has been perceived the the feedback from supercars is that they haven't had the personnel to sing the anthem and that there's no other reasons for it not being played um being very patriotic here mm. That's piss poor. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I thought they'd have a cassette player that they can belt I it mean, out. I mean, I'm pretty sure... Oh, even at a lot, lot of local sporting events, like, well, motorsport events, they play the National Anthem. Mm. Like, I mean, at, at Quinana, they, or at every sort of, well, state-level round slash, you know, they play it. They find yeah. someone to sing it. Yeah. I've been at many a race at Warnery where... They play it, and uh, we have we. It's not really a joke. But between my mates and I, we um actually have a few friends that are now Australian citizens, and they always come up to us and go, "Pay respect. You were born here. Take your hat off. Yeah, yeah, hats on. Off. Yep. And I've learnt stand, be quiet for a couple of minutes, and sing the anthem. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Look, I don't. I can certainly vouch for Barbagello, the Barbagello round. Yeah. One hundred percent, it was played. Both nights, Friday and Saturday night. That yeah. I do know, and I, you know, I'll argue with anyone, mm. black and blue in the face. It certainly got played there. There's been numerous comments that it wasn't played in Tasmania. I've heard people say it was. I've heard people say it wasn't. So it, the the jury's out. But it certainly wasn't played at. Um, it certainly wasn't played on the Sunday at Ipswich. Now, as I said, I don't know if this is. We could be barking up the wrong tree. It might not have been intentional. It could have been clerical. It could have been that they had someone planned to sing it and they, did, they didn't come through and they weren't able to secure the national anthem. I want to play the devil's advocate a bit because we don't know. What, Jane Flame was busy, was he? No. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> or Daryl yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure they could have secured someone or a recording or even yeah. if you go on youtube dare i say you can get a record I don't, I don't know what the implications are of playing something that's well normally i mean i've been at rounds at Wanneroo where it's a local sort of personality it's you know someone that's in the local theater or the singing choir like it's actually a good chance to showcase local talent to sing the national anthem so maybe they're writing off to um i'm just again i'm gonna play the devil's advocate scheduling 
Yeah. Maybe yeah. it doesn't fit inside the TV schedule, which... No, I don't think it does, but there's no reason why you still can't play it at the at the, end, anyway, at the, at the venue. Knowing I think Betty, there'll be more to come because she won't stay quiet about it. No, no, certainly her. not. And I hope she doesn't too. I, yeah. I like Betty, and I like what, the she, drum. So, what yeah. she's been doing with the sport. She's done she's done many great things. It's just it's very interesting. We had a lot of you know political. Yeah, the, the 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 sign not being able to bring that up on the podium really, I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling yeah. to. But I, I guess the rule is if you can't bring it a, a a sign up or a tabloid up, then you can't do it. But when yeah. did that change? Because I'm I'm adamant that <clears throat> SVG did it not that long ago, and it always used to roll me, especially when Holden wins ten in a row or twenty in a row, and it used to roll <laughs> yeah. me no end. But hey, credit to him. But then the moment you know that Ford gets a bit of yeah, exactly. A bit of uh, race, yeah, a few races going their way where we, you know, couldn't do it. But which uh, that's something that's certainly changed in recent times. So when, when it changed, I don't know, but it'll be interesting to find out when that actually was. And and uh, and and like I said, I, I can kind of understand why. Yeah, uh, we can't have like I said, people going up there making political statements. You know, but- we've seen what's happening in the swimming. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole nother story, which we don't really cover. But anyway, no, and I wouldn't yeah. want to either. No, but still, not because I don't like swimming. It's just uh, but Ford wins championship is not a political statement. It's fact. No, of course not. You know, it's, it's fact. Good on them. Yeah, I mean, let's cast our minds back. I'm I'm actually going to go with a tangent here, and I'm pretty sure I've told this story on the podcast before. If not, everyone forgets. I mean, DJR, who is essentially the brainchild behind the Penske deal, in you know. He was pretty much bankrupt <laughs> five, six years ago. Selling the shop, selling the cars, had nothing on the table. Now look at it. Yeah. Like, good on him. I've, mm. I've actually met the guy a couple of times, and good on him. Mm. Like, good on them, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he'd be taking it pretty hard as well, I reckon. He'd be mm. like, well, what have I done wrong? No, you but know? someone there really put their, put, their, put their thinking hats on and said, let's turn yeah. this, and it's really turned it. I don't... I, I reckon they've made a fair bit of dough that camp quality. Oh, hell good yeah. on them. And yeah, good on them. And, and thank you to the supercars for <laughs> your yeah. thoughts. Um, All right. Oh, sorry. Go oh, on. That's like, well, we're on V8, so I'm mm. now I'm going to throw something at you. Mm. Another show we've mentioned before, The Enforcer and the Dude. Yes. Yep. They actually had Roland on one mm. of the shows. I um, think episode two or three. It's an uh, early one. Yeah. Anyway, it's a very long episode. Mm. But if you're looking for something else to watch or listen to besides us, because um, we do, you know, like just give our voices every now and then. Mm. We hope you don't. But check it out. Two weeks, Todd. Because Roland really, he really let a lot loose. And I was, I was shocked. I was actually like, wow. Okay. He's, I thought he'd be very heavily filtered and censored. Nah. Oh, I'll have to watch that because yeah. I, I I haven't seen it. I know they've spoken with him, but I'm yet to see it. So, no, look forward to that. There you go. All right. On that note, we'll take a break here, and we'll be back right after this. Okay, welcome back to the Talk and Power Podcast, episode sixty-six. I'm Nick Dechimbra here with Todd Brinkworth. Todd and Simon's not here yet, so we're still we're still anxiously awaiting his arrival. If not, we'll give him a call on the old dog and bone. Yeah, on the telephone. Mm, yeah, yeah, we will. Catching us through eighty-eight point five FM, where the valley comes alive. You can catch us there Saturday mornings, eight thirty to ten. 
stay tuned. There's lots of epi- there's lots of shows on on the Saturday at eighty eight point five. If you go to their website, uh, Radio VCA, it is www.radiovca. 88-5fm.org.au You can listen if you're in a dead area of the Swan Valley or Midland or the city of Swan, you can actually stream through That's there. That's right. Yeah, if you're in a dead area there and you can't get 88.5, you can get it there. So, yeah, go to their website and they have their full program list there. You can, so I said we're on at 8.30 to 10 on Saturday mornings, yeah. but there's plenty of shows. Jimmy Jimmy Will Rock You, yep. probably one of our favourites. We probably shouldn't say that, should we? But Jimmy's... They're all our favourites, but look, Jimmy, Jimmy's good. Jimmy's a big fan of the Talking yeah, Power podcast, is. so we'll, we'll return the yeah. favour. Peter Gray as well, his his shows is on the Saturday evening are great as well on the couch with Peter. So catch catch those guys because they um they they're great and um there's even a horse show on there as well. Yeah, and they even have like I mean a lot of people think that it might be they might not be age appropriate for 88.5. They might think they're too young, Todd. Yeah, no one's too young for. They have some really straight after us on Saturday mornings. They have some really great, great music. Yeah, they do. Even during this show, they have some great music. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, get that's on, right. get on to dial in eighty-eight point five in your car. If you're yeah. cruising through the northern suburbs or the eastern suburbs, you can certainly get it quite easily. So, yeah. also go to our podcast. Uh, if you're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Listen Notes. SoundCloud, Podbean, you can get us or go to our website, www.talkandpower.com.au. All right, enough of my self publication, propagation, whatever the term is. Enough of that, enough. Hey, um, there's a a pending lawsuit for um, it's a class action against Toyota, which is very unusual for this company. Toyota, we've grown up as being probably one of the most reliable cars. And I mean, we built the Toyota Camry, raced the Toyota Camry. That was yeah. an awesome project. And I've got to be honest with you, the Camry was one of those cars that you, you can see that they put a lot of thought when they built it in the design and how it comes together. Yeah. I've worked on other cars and they're just really complicated and, and the, the Camry was a great car to put together. Anyway, we're not talking about the Camry in this situation. They got a class action against them that could affect up to 250,000 uh, Toyota vehicles in Australia. Uh, one of them is the Hilux. So it's alleged um, that Toyota Australia has been installing faulty diesel particle filters or DPFs uh, in its Hilux, Fortuna and Prado diesel cars sold nationwide from October 2015 to July 2019. The faulty filters cause some uh, cause foul smoke to spew from exhaust, dramatically decrease fuel efficiency and increase wear and tear on engines. I don't want to say this is gospel because this is coming from the people that are that are doing the the lawsuit. So yeah. this might not be gospel. This is their perception of what they see is going on, and I'm sure Toyota has a reasonable explanation as to why these issues have happened. But um, needless to say, it's probably a little bit worrying for them in, at this stage. Yeah, that's right. So. I mean, and add, it's affecting the the 2.8 liters, which is the latest iteration of the motor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and I think also affecting, well, basically the later bot- built mm. you know, Hiluxes, Prados, Land Cruiser, Fortuna. Of, yeah, yeah, Fortuna, which yeah. I didn't even know the made of Fortuna again, which shows I'm, I'm up to date. Fortuna's a great car. I just like the Hilux. I reckon yeah. they're brilliant. 
mm. I've owned two or three, and I reckon they're... Anyway, sorry, we're getting sidetracked again, aren't we? I know, we're for someone... <laughs> we're talking about their lawsuit against them, but... And we're, 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 actually, big, <laughs> we're actually big fans. Yeah. We are Toyota fans. I've always been a Toyota fan, even though I'm a Ford man. I'm a Toyota man as well. And like I said, the Camry was just such a great car to work yeah. on. And, you know, and uh, look, I mean, I'm sure they'll resolve these issues in the, in the coming months. Any Toyota, Toyota did go on to say, any customers who are concerned about their... Uh, filter in their Hilux Fortuna Prado. That's the PDF filter. Sorry. Yeah, the DPF filter, not PDF. Not yeah, it's not a document. Yeah. <laughs> it's a legal document, but it's not a document. The DPF filter in their Hilux Fortuna or Prado. They can contact their guest experience center on 1800-869-682. Um, Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5.30 Eastern Standard Time, or heading to their closest Toyota preferred dealer, and they can talk with them about that. Um, sorry, Todd, you were going to add? I'm just... I have I have actually read this article, and I have, but I'm just sort of reading some of the notes here. What's interesting is the uh, Toyota dealers will reprogram the engine control module to ensure the DPF has been regenerated and conduct a smoke test i certainly don't think toyota's walking away from the issue no but does it sort of sound a bit funny reprogramming ecus and other stuff it sounds very volkswagen i i didn't say that i i, I was maybe alluring to it <laughs> it sounds very volkswagen but again we we i, I certainly wouldn't i, I it's I think they're they're being they get they're on the front foot Toyota. Yeah. And what will be will be. We're just bringing it to the attention of our listeners, Todd. That's right. We're not saying anything. We love Toyotas. Yeah, that's right. TCR, Todd. <laughs> Gonna have to cut that out. TCR update. We've got a lot of news on TCR. That's heap, right. Heap of news, and we've only got. I oh, still got six minutes. You're right. Okay. Six minutes to... All right. Let, let's just talk about some of the things that have been happening in the background. Yeah. We alluded to it at the last podcast. We said that TCR, probably uh, the Australian Grand Prix... Sorry, I didn't say that at all. What we said was they were hoping to get a spot at the Adelaide uh, 500 and supercars had veto powers there and yeah. kiboshed them. So TCR, I don't know if they're working on the Australian Grand Prix at the same time. They are a draw card at the Australian Grand Prix. Funny story, Nick. I actually meant to message you when I found out because I found it quite interesting and was like, well, sucked in. They're not going to be at Adelaide, but they're going to be at the Australian Grand Prix. But I got completely sidetracked and talked to you about something else instead. Yeah. So, yeah, so it had been on the forefront of my mind to uh, say something. I, but, uh, I, I, th- it, I think it's worked in their favour, to be honest and with you. And it just shows TCR. Like, it, it's getting there. Mm. Like, you know, I haven't been watching it as much as I'd actually like, but... Mm. It's getting there. I yeah. mean, it's, well, it's a topic for us. It's, yeah. you know, it's just starting to appear in my sort of YouTube and my Facebook and my Instagram feeds now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. which that's pretty good. Yeah. Look, I think this is a major draw card to, to their, it's another a bow in their arsenal. Sorry, another, what would you say? Bullet in their arsenal. I don't, you're allowed to use that at the moment. Maybe feather in their cap I don't know we just sound so old like that don't we (laughs) look I think it probably works better than the Adelaide 500 forum to be honest definitely the viewer now the only thing is we're not quite sure on the TV rights here so we're not quite sure if if their race will be broadcast that's still to be determined yeah 
if it can be a broadcast, I think their their TV. I think the the lure for TCR in in at this race is even bigger if they can get secure a TV coverage with it as well. I hadn't thought about that because at the moment they're on uh, good old SBS on Speed Week mm-hmm. and they, they're actually getting their own dedicated shows at the moment. They yep. have a sort of a two hour recap every couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, that's interesting, Nick. Yeah. I thought I hadn't thought about that. What what just happens? You know, if TCR takes off and starts playing the big leagues, well, what do you do? Well, look, there's there's it, at this stage, it's yet to be determined whether or not the TCR will format will form part of the live Australian GP TV coverage with race broadcast spots limited. What we don't want to see is, um, you know, TCR. You're a great formula, and um, I am going to sort of start watching a bit more, but. Uh, Please don't already start thinking about a $10 a year subscription to make me watch you. I'm just getting it in there while I can, while Nick's fumbling through some notes and looking for something else. Anyway, we'll continue. No, so, yeah, they're saying there's contractual conditions to talk about and how many categories get covered in the TV broadcast, but I'm sure they'll be able to fit them in, and I'd really hope I really hope that they can they can do something there. Um, but they're going to be there regardless. That's great. Yeah, it is great news for them. Can you talk us through? They raced on the weekend. Yeah, so race one, we had a um, French driver take a take his maiden victory, Jean-Carl Vernet in the yeah, alley. That's right. Now, I'd like to know what happened to him Saturday night. Bad pizza? Oh, no. <laughs> Bad snails? I'm oh, sorry. No, no, that's not right. Couldn't race. Couldn't huh? race for sun- Sunday. Yeah. He got got very ill. Now, I don't know what his illness or ailment was, so I shouldn't, we shouldn't joke. But no. Glenn Seaton's son, Aaron, got yep. the drive. Wow. He had to borrow a helmet, a race suit, gloves, shoes from four or five different parties. Far out. That he did have his license on him, luckily, so that was a bonus. Well done, Aaron. But yeah, yeah got the drive on the um, on the Sunday. Nice. Mm. Yeah, so, no, that's pretty good to see him. Hopefully he uh, made a, a bit of a splash. And so I think so, yeah. I, um, so... It was a also a national sports sedan round, so Tony uh, Ricciardello, we're going to have him on the podcast. I've spoken with Tony, he wants oh, to come on. Awesome. Just have an organised when and where. we got a few guests in the pipeline. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to some of that later. There's, yeah. there's some, big some, big some big news. Big news. Big news. Big, big news. Big, big, big. Maybe large news. Long news. Not as yeah. large as me, but maybe big news. We've got some big news coming up, needless to say. Hey, so just we'll just finish <laughs> off with TCR because our listeners are probably turned off right now. And people have tuned out. Yeah, or I'll get stuck in hate mail again. So, yep. you know. <laughs> so in race two, we had um, Dylan O'Keefe. Yeah. Yep. And he also uh, won race three as well on the Sunday. That's right. Yep. Now, uh, worth noting is uh, there was a certain name there, Russell Ingle, mm. um, yep. borrowed a car, so yep. to speak, and got himself a second at the end of the weekend. Yeah, he did. Yep. Which is uh, quite good. And uh, also, uh, Tony Delberto, mm. um, who's a name that's been around on and off for a while. Yep. Quite interesting. Now, um, I messaged you during the day about TCR, <laughs> and I'm not going to start a whole political commentary here about this either. But um, it's good to see people like Ingle and I think there was... Uh, Garth Tander. Yeah, and all that the other day, but... Andre Hagengardner. Where do you draw the line? Yeah, yeah you raise, you've got it here yeah. in the notes. Should ex-premier drivers should be allowed to play in TCR? I don't Happy know. to see them race. 
and you know maybe it gives the young guys something to track to aim for we've had the discussion already where we thought that tcr isn't a feed around to supercars yeah, so the argument would be yes maybe it is though mm. I, so, I think it is i mean i thought about it more on the way here i at first i was a bit all against it and then i actually thought more about it and i'm like well imagine if dylan o'keith you beat russell ingle that's a bloody good weekend because mm. he's was no slouch, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. More to come, sorry. More to I'll, come. I'll get a bit yeah. sidetracked, but it was a, a whole debate that Nick and I will have off air and we'll... We will. ...bring you our views and opinions and <laughs> the rest of it, so... No worries. We can also ask Tony as well. That's right. He and went on the Saturday in his Alfa Romeo. Yeah, and also, um, look, just a bit of a, kind of a plug, but get on board with TCR. I've, I started at the start of the year trying to get on board with TCR. I've been a bit sidetracked and missed mm. a couple of rounds, but um, it's getting better. Simon, our co-host, who's not here at the moment, unfortunately. He's not coming now. Oh, sorry, <laughs> if you tuned in to wait for him, to, he's not coming. He's uh, in, indisposed, unfortunately. Mm. Yep. Um, he's getting behind it. Mm. And uh, I know there's a few listeners that sort of report back to me and say, hey, did you see the race? And there's some conversations had about it. But also, this is a bit of a shout-out to a few of my mates. Um, hit me up and message me about what you think about the racing. I'd love to hear your opinions as well. Certainly. Certainly, you know, yeah. I so keep if you're listening, to people, but... Drop us an email. Yeah. Info, I-N-F-O, at talkandpower.net. That's right. Or go to our website. You can you can find it there. And that sort of covers all of our events. I'm just going to say, you know, Formula 1, Mono GP, if you have an opinion, let us know. But mm. uh, especially TCR, there's a couple of people I know that watch a lot of it. Give me your feedback. I'm interested. Mm, certainly. All right, we'll take a break there and we'll be back right after this. Okay, episode 66 of the Talking Power podcast. You can find us at 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive. And at www.talkandpower.com.au or head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts from, you can get us, you can download us there. Subscribe, please subscribe, subscribe, subscriptions make us happy. Download, spread the word, share us around. We're on Facebook, Talk and Power. Talk as in talk as in the physics talk, T-O-R-Q-U-E-N, Finelli, Power. Um, go there, our Facebook page, share us around. You know, we can do with um, getting the word out there. The more we can get out there, the better we will be able to get content for you, really. Yeah, and you'll start to see a lot more appearing on the Talk and Power Facebook page mm. soon. Um, Nick's will hit me very, like, up, will we? No, of course no, we no, will. Okay, yeah. no, no, um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to start getting some more content back up there and um, doing some of my own stuff and tagging Talking Power in there when I'm out and about. So mm. Yep. And we've got some yeah. big news coming up as well. Some big, big... One guest we can <laughs> confirm coming up, we will... We'll, you got to listen. you got to wait. Yeah, you've got to stay tuned in. We're hyping it up, right but... Now, look, it's huge. It's, yeah. <laughs> It's bloody huge. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Hey, I can't. <laughs> Speaking of huge news, we got huge news coming up next March. Cannot wait. March 2020, Sweet 16. This is a race for Donald Long. He puts on in the US radio promoter in the, the um, southern states of the United States of America. He has managed, I don't know how he has done it, but he has managed to get 
the matchup we have been waiting to... I don't, I don't know if we've been waiting to see, to be honest. I haven't. But this is Nitro Funny Car yep. against the Radial Car. So Marcus Burt versus Cruz uh, Pendragon's Nitro Funny Car. Caleb Cox will be driving the Funny Car. This is at Sweet 16 3.0. This is huge. This is huge. Now, rules are you're allowed to prep your own lane, your own way. So each run will be at the end of the evening. Um, and also the rules, uh, no bars allowed. So when I say bars, no wheelie bars. So that's one yeah. of Donald's um, uh, stipulations that they can't run any wheelie bars. Um, and the other rule that they've, between Marcus and Caleb or Cruz Pentagon, uh, Marcus will get their hit on Cruz. So what that means is basically... Um, the funny car can only leave once the radial car has left. So he gets the hit now. Okay. It depends on how quick Marcus can react, but his move will be on Marcus's move, if that makes sense. And Chase is a race. Yep. Chase is a race. Now, just to quantify this a little bit, the the... Marcus has covered the quarter... Sorry, the eighth. This is over the eighth. Yeah. In 3.55... We think the funny car can get there. It does run it in a three one five. Yep, three point one five seconds. That is. That's with bars. That's with uh, the the track prepped accordingly. I'm not convinced. Oh, my money at this stage is probably going to be on the radial car as well. Believe mm. it or not, this is a huge race. And fifty. That's the one thing I forgot to mention. Fifty thousand dollars on the line, Todd. That'll cover the fuel bill for the nitro car. Mm. So, well, but still, I mean, this is yeah, huge. No. I think they'll be they'll have a huge. The thing is that Duck has secured uh, paper rights, pay per view. Sorry, yeah, pay per view rights for this event, like he does every year. So if you want to watch it, you've got to subscribe. Yeah, um, and you can't even. He's only selling five hundred tickets at the door, so wow. they, they're generally pre sold. Yeah, Sweet Sixteen is not a spectator event; it's more of a TV coverage event. Yeah. So I think there's only 500 or 1,000 tickets sold at the door. His other races, Lights Out and No Mercy, are generally spectator events, and the yeah. feed is live, is free, sorry. Uh, this event, you're going to pay to see this. But I can't wait to see this. I think this is huge. And having been able to pull this 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 uh, pairing off is huge, yeah. huge news for the radio world. So I say hats off to him, and I'm really looking forward to this. No, I must admit I am too, and I'll I'll play Simon best I can. I mean, Simon would have an in-depth technical know-how and wisdom over to why it would work and why it won't. But um, a radial versus a nitro funny car. Mm, yeah. Let that just sink in. Yeah. Three years ago, four years ago, from what I know about drag racing, if you had said to me, we're going to put a radial against a nitro funny car... I would have been like, you're giving him a four or five gap, you know, like, that's insane. Yeah. (laughs) That's how fast these radial things are going. Yeah. Yep. So this is also Corvette versus Camry as well. So there you go. Yeah. As the resemblance, I think they run Camry to a badge on it. That's about it. A sticker. Not even a badge. (laughs) A sticker. (laughs) So look, I'm really looking forward to this, as I said, and, uh, yeah, might, we may just have to. I'm gonna to have to be doing a lot of subscriptions next year. I said that at the last of last podcast, I'd be subscribing to oh. um, 400 Thunder. Yeah, do it. I said I would do it, so I'm gonna do it. Might have to subscribe to this as well. Yep. 
Hopefully my wife's not listening. She does listen. <laughs> we got the F1 and the GP. I know. God. Yeah. It's, it's adding up, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll just, we're just smoking each other off air. If you are, well, sorry. Without the camera filming us at the moment. Yeah, we're, Nick and I are just smoking each other going, yep. Yep. Posters coming in. Yeah. So buying buying race cars, you know, like. I got a whole lot of merchandise organised for the this weekend as well. Well, there you go. Goodie bags. Oh, I'm actually wearing the Talking Power jumper right now, mm. you know, which great jumper. It is, yeah. Very yeah. warm, very stylish, so. Thank you, Todd. We're getting, sorry, we're getting very we're very sidetracked tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are, we, well, um, the boss isn't in, so we're we're having to. Hey, let's 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 get on to MotoGP. You, you, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I didn't, I did not catch the MotoGP's first race. I haven't seen for the season, so but I just wasn't able to, I wasn't able to watch it. Unfortunately, I had had people over. Entertaining, yeah. Todd. I was entertaining. Oh, lucky you. Mm. So entertaining about thirty odd people. There you go. It's party in South. I wasn't invited. <laughs> That was a Holy Communion, Todd. Oh, no, but go. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you could have come if you wanted Put you to. You did didn't I? You did. You did. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I, I digress. So, I didn't catch the MotoGP. So, um, fill us in. I, I, I caught a bit of bit of a few highlights. I saw the race was uh, was quite some substantial rain before the start of the race. Yeah, or well, between the Moto2, um, between that race, there was... Well, a rainstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out of nowhere. It was quite heavy. And then essentially um, it rained on half the track. Yeah, okay. Which threw a lot of people out because, yeah, half the track was soaked mm. and it was, well, deep. Yep. The other half of the track was dry. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, it essentially wet down part of pit lane, the start-stop grid. Turn one, turn three, arguably through to turn four. And they delayed the race by half an hour. And then uh, in my notes, I have, they had the BMW Touring Car Championship. And yeah, it me a bit funny. We didn't get that. But, um, <laughs> we didn't get that no, they um, put the um, both the safety cars out. And I lost track of the amount of laps they cut. Mm. But they, I could see their idea. They put a big dry line down. Yeah. And... Um, Eventually, the right, well, the riders, much like the F1 guys from a couple of weeks ago, they were, we just want to get out there and race, like, you know, but the argument was, well, do you put them out there on wet tyres? Do you put them out there on dry tyres? You know, what, yeah. there was lots of last minute adjustments to bikes as well. Even I saw, um, I think, Ducati pulling the whole front rotor and brake assembly and changing the rotor and brake assembly because it was going to brake differently. Anyway. I digress about all that. No, that's fair enough. I'm... So the BMWs actually did a great job of making a dry line, mm-hmm. but it came down to the fact that um, the start-stop straight was still wet in parts, and yeah, there was okay. an unfair advantage to certain riders who were going to start in the wet, some starting in the dry. I think there was kind of a unanimous decision between the riders that um, let's just get on with the show because they were talking about it. Next minute, they were out on their bikes, formation lap, all systems go, and I can tell you, no one really seemed advantaged or disadvantaged at the start, mm. except Marquez. Marquez just... <laughs> no one seemed advantaged or disadvantaged <laughs> except the guy that won. <laughs> yeah, he just... He got out there and he was gone. Like, he, yeah. he, was, he was in a different postcode from the word go, yep. you know? Um... 
I know you've said it on the show before, but a masterclass by Marquez. He mm. just apparently he upset someone in qualifying the day before. I'm um, yeah, okay. not sure if it was uh, Dovi or someone else, mm-hmm. but um, I think he put a bit of a well. Besides the fact he's a great rider, he um, sort of showed everyone by just getting out there and doing yeah. the job. Yeah. So um, it was great to see um, Miller. Yeah. Who um, put himself in second place. Mm. Um, he then. Uh, Fell back behind uh, Rin. Yeah, um, Alex. Alex Rin, yeah. And I sort of was cheering at the TV and booing and hissing and cheering and, you know, nothing against Rin, but... Uh, I'm, yeah. But he just sat there and just quietly chipped away, chipped away, and then with five laps to go, we could see that uh, Rin's tyre was very bad and the bike was sliding and you could even see on the TV that it was not a happy bike. And he passed him while he was standing still and then just gapped him. Like, absolutely just made, yeah, a huge space on him. Yeah. Um, it was great to watch. Um, mm. We should add, add, actually, Marquez, as much as he was out in front most of the race, he had a slight moment where his team said, hey, don't push the tyres, you know, just bring the bike home. And he um, wound the bike up a fair bit and had a very big moment where the bike sort of did a bit of a slide and looked like it was going to either high-side him or low-side him, and then he didn't do it again. He yeah, just yeah. got back into it. But his little, well, probably two or three laps worth of speed got him out to a five-and-a-half second or more lead over the rest of the yeah. field, which, I mean, Toffee was in second for most of the race. Mm. It was just, yeah, again, Marquez, then it was Dobby, and then yeah. it was sort of, yeah, you then in fourth place tussle. But mm. um, a great race to watch. Um, I mean, a lot of the tracks are technical, but a very sort of... Lots of switchbacks and lots of... Lots of leaning right yeah, now. And yeah. there's, there's not much time for them actually sitting up straight on the bike, mm. I've noticed. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was great. As I said, it was great to watch. Mm. So, um... Interestingly enough, I mean, Dobby... It was a two-point... We're just looking at the results here on our... Yeah new screen that we got in the studio looks very professional doesn't it that you donated i was about to say no we um yeah it was donated by a, a fan of the show that todd donated <laughs> we've got a big screen in the studio now where we can see all the results in front of us i've got to turn my head slightly to read out i need yeah. to reposition that but you can see dobby yeah it was a 2.4 second gap back to him so he obviously yeah. got called back a bit jack miller as well was um, probably a second behind um second behind uh dovey and alex rins was another second behind so yeah, yeah. it was uh, looked like it was um fairly reasonably even except for the the class that we're getting from marquez all right i'm gonna say well um, worth noting was uh marquez now takes 50 race wins mm-hmm. and is only the fourth rider in the well, premier MotoGP league as it is as yep. it exists today to do so yeah okay um, other notable riders in that is, of course, the legendary Mick Doohan. Mm-hmm. And I can't get the other, I forget the other two riders right now, and that's my bad. But, um, yeah, it was okay. Mick Doohan's name was actually mentioned a lot in the yeah. tele- television yeah. uh, broadcast last night. Um, I actually think he was a bit behind as well. Get out there and ride the bloody bikes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I saw him talking to officials just pointing at the track and, you know, giving a bit of a hurry up. <laughs> So, Isn't it funny, Marquez? I mean, you, he could probably go on to do 100 race wins, to be honest. Yeah, he's yeah. quite young as well. He's, I think young, he's one yeah. of the youngest riders to take out the 50, 50 mm. race wins. So, yeah. yeah. 
All right, look, on that note, we'll take a break here and we'll be back right after this. Okay, episode 66 of the Talking Power podcast. As Todd puts his headphones on, I'm Nick DeChimber and this is Todd Brinkworth. We are transmitting on 88.5 FM where the valley comes alive and also our podcast goes out via iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, SoundCloud or wherever you get your good podcasts from or the www.talkingpower.com.au website. That's right. Andra, we are go. The season has commenced yep. for Andra and they kicked off with the Desert Nationals, Todd. All the way from Alice Springs. Now, I'm going to start off with a bit of a... a, a I don't know if um, the, the Northern Territory government can, can orchestrate this. I'm just going to put it out there. Two, maybe three, I can't remember. Two or three weeks ago, the West Coast Eagles played against Melbourne in Alice Springs. Yep. It was a great event. Yep. Weather was magic. Great event. Three weeks later, or two, I think it's three weeks difference between the two. We have the um, the Andra Desert Nationals at Alice Springs Raceway. Yep. Alice Springs International Dragway yep. is the correct terminology. Wouldn't it be great, I'm not saying the same weekend, but wouldn't it be great if we could have the Northern Territory Government came, said, how about we try and put the Eagles on and Melbourne game on one weekend on the Sunday, and then the following Saturday and Sunday, we have the Andra Desert Nationals. Don't don't look at me like that's a dumb idea, because you know how many people would go. I mean, if you think about it, like make a bit of a trip. What well, you know. No, no, I'm I'm just thinking. Don't worry, sorry. It would be an awesome event. I, I even said to some friends of ours that you know we're we're all Eagles members, as you know. Yeah. How awesome that would be! An awesome trip. And then if we can tie a bit of drag racing in as well, how great that would be. And I think the government needs to... It's probably They weren't probably able to orchestrate that, get them uh, opposing weekends or, you know, one, one five, yeah. five working days apart. But even think about it from Darwin's point of view, because Andrew is off to Darwin next week, yeah. and they've got another meet up there. So that makes sense for these guys because they're travelling. So yeah. they have Alice Springs in one week and then the following week up to Darwin. So they've got five days to get up there. But if we could orchestrate with another AFL event or supercars as well, probably supercars would be diff- difficult um, yeah. because they use the same track But yeah. in Darwin, that is. But even if you had it a week apart, I'm sure they could turn it around in a week. Mm. But imagine how many people would flock to the Northern Territory for... It's not two weeks. You, yeah. You're there, you, you fly in on the Thursday... Or you're flying in on the Friday, you watch the the, the AFL game, yep. and then you spend five days travelling around yep. in Darwin or, or Alice Springs, yep. go out to Ayers Rock, and then you're back there on the you know the weekend on the Saturday. Yep. Am I am I alone in this thought? No, no. Actually, let's be honest. I think I've made it here before. I'm not a huge AFL fan. But I'd definitely go up there and watch an AFL round, and then watch a drag racing round, and tour around for a bit. I mean. Yeah, so you're actually selling me on the idea. You are slowly selling me on the idea. I'm so. not just talking about Alice Springs here. I'm talking about Darwin as well. We're yeah, trying to sell saying, the yeah. sport. We're, we're both... Not, I don't need to sell AFL. That's not my job. Yeah. But we are trying to sell drag racing here. Yeah. We're, and, and let's try and, and leverage... You, you may have... 
the crowd already there from yeah. the previous week. Keep them in town for for five days. It's very expensive this time of the year in Darwin, admittedly. Yeah. Um, I'm off to Kalinara tomorrow, and I know it's expensive to stay up there as well this time of the year. Yeah. The, weather, the weather is magical, and I can't wait. But I just think that these sort of events need to start, the government, the Northern Territory government, that is, need to probably start thinking about that, where they try and line these events up so they can ma- maximise the people going there. They might go there for two events. Yeah, you're right. You know, I see you in the NT, but, you know... <laughs> you have to go there, Todd. <laughs> What? So, um, I mean, well, actually, also, there's, from memory, there's the desert racing, there's the Fink, that goes, of course goes on there. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what time of the year it is exactly. Mm-hmm. There's also the Safari Rally that mm-hmm. happens up there. I mean, I know a lot of guys from well, all around Australia that go up there and spend a full week or so at the Safari Rally. Yeah. Um, it's actually on my list of things to do one day, is to go up and follow it around so um yeah no it's a good idea i mean i've dipped into the northern territory only briefly when i go to kananara sometimes i drive over the border just for something to do if i'm if i'm if i have the time and it's a magical place it really is up the northern parts of the kimberley are a magical place i must say haven't been there yet one day get up there Hey, we got sidetracked there, but talking all things Andrew Desert Nationals, well done to Brody Zapier. He is your Desert Nationals Junior Dragster champion. He won in Junior Dragster. Um, He won over Sarah Donnelly in Junior Dragster. Um, Also in Mod Bike, Gavin Dont. Um, Super Street, Michael... Geniaris, uh, and WA's Marty Murko, or Martin Murko, we call him Marty here on the podcast, we actually, friend of the podcast, Marty, opposition to the company I work for, <laughs> I think I about say that every single time, you do. he is a great guy, Marty, and his brother Steve, uh, he took the win in Super Sam, what made his win pretty special, Todd, was that uh, new motor in that car, I think that's a motor <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm led to believe that 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 is the motor out of his streetcar. I do not think that's his super sedan. That's they hurt the motor wow. recently. He managed to get a test run in uh, the previous Saturday at the Motorplex. Uh, as we know, there was a Motorplex event on yeah. um, that Simon actually went to, um, and we should probably talk about that briefly as well. Yeah, we should. I'm looking at you like, hang on, that's right. <laughs> yes. So, but anyway, we. Um, he ran the car there to get it get get his eye in, I guess, and get it tuned as best as he could, and then basically took off for Alice Springs. So well done to Marty, and uh, we've got to get him on. We've we've I've asked him to do an interview a number of times before. Very shy guy, but very friendly guy, and uh, we should try and get him on. Also, Justin Russell in Supercharged Outlaws, and Greg Greg Damiani in Top Sportsman. Also, all took home Andrew Gold Christmas trees. So. I think that's a great, great effort. Um, looking forward to these guys all heading up to Darwin in the coming next week, basically in a week's time. Uh, if you're hearing this on the replay, um, the, the Darwin event would already have been as well. So the Darwin event is on the 11th, the 10th and 11th of August as well. So looking forward to seeing those guys up there. All right, we've also got some big news in top fuel racing. Um, sadly, Kelly Betts has lost her drive. 
Mm. So, look, I mean, um, she came out this week in a joint statement from the Lamartina family that Phil is taking back the keys to the top fueler and he's getting back in the top fueler. Unfortunately, that leaves Kelly without a ride for the 19-20 season. Really sad to see her not have a drive at this stage as we as we broadcast. Uh, she was the reigning champion in the 17-18 season yep. and uh, came runner-up in the 18-19 season to Wayne Newby in the Santo Rapposada top fuel funny car. Yeah. We've had her on the podcast. And, That's right. Um, it's going to be really sad to see her not racing. Now, this is early in the season. I'm hoping that she can secure a ride at this stage. Um, at this stage, she's still committed to the jet racing team. So she'll be appearing in the Datsun, uh, Colin Wilshire's Datsun, that is, in the jet racing team. Uh, but at this stage, it's, um, yeah, look, I mean, uh, it's sad to see her go. I think she was a great role model. Yeah. Not only for females. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't want to just say for females. I think for everyone. Yeah. She. She really worked her way up through through the ranks over the years, and we've seen. And it's nothing better than seeing someone come up from a junior dragster. Yeah. All the way to a top fueler. I mean, the top fuel is the pinnacle of motorsport. Yeah, it is. So she's not just an advocate for, for females in the sport. I think she's an advocate for everyone yeah. that's, that's you know, out there trying to get started in the sport. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, I'm sure she'll pick up another drive in the Premier League. I sincerely hope so. Maybe not this season, but uh, yeah. we can only wish the best. But um, still, have you seen that Datsun run? Oh, it's crazy. I don't know how she does it, to be honest, driving that thing. I reckon that's probably harder than the fueler, to be honest. It's like someone pulled the trigger and it just, yeah, it makes up its own mind where it wants to go and what, what it wants to do. And yep. then all of a sudden the shoots pop out and you're done. And you're yeah. like, well, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Look, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be dwelling too much on, the, well, look, we wish Kelly the best and I'm sure she'll find something. We also want to make mention that Phil's back in the car. Now, Phil had some terrible accidents in this car yeah uh, that weren't his fault by the way uh failure in the chassis um uh was one was one of them they certainly weren't his fault and to get back into this car after you know those shunts that he had uh, a couple of few years ago now i think it's a great testament to the man and look as i said it's disappointing for kelly we don't want to see her go it's great for the sport back to see phil back in the car and we wish him the very best i think um you know he's um Great ambassador for the sport as well, and it's good to see him back in back in the seat. Yeah, that's right. All right. On that note, look, we'll take a short break here, and we'll be back. We'll we'll close the podcast off. We've got some big news to come. So if you've been oh, listening to us all this time, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. You've got another thirteen minutes to go, and yeah, we'll that's right. We'll give you the big news. The news. <laughs> all right. We'll be back right after this. All right, episode 66 of the Talking Power podcast. You can get us at 88.5 FM where the valley comes alive and via a podcast. Yeah. Search Talking Power. <laughs> that sounded very rushed, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We've we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. We've got a lot to talk about. Hey, I don't know if you saw a video on um, on social media and the NHRA website. John Force, our favorite Nitro funny car driver of all time, had a really 
bad, bad day. This all happened in the one day. Um, he got attacked by a hunting dog walking one morning. He was out walking his dog. Uh, I think he might have been staying at a hotel and was out in the woods walking his dog and got attacked by a hunting dog. His yeah. dog in the... He was okay. I think he got cut and some abrasions and his dog was okay. Then... Um, I mean, it was really bad timing, but Ron Caps was doing a practical joke on him. Ron Caps, fellow Nitro funny car driver yep. for the opposition, Don Schumacher, played a practical joke on him, and this was all, all done for TV, NHRA. Yeah. And uh, he pretended to be a security guard at the driver credential um, spot where they were coming into the track. Yeah. And was refusing John entry to get in because he believed he didn't look like the driver in the, on the card. <laughs> Now, this didn't play out all that well, to be honest with you, because John, as you would know, was having a pretty bad day as it was and um, didn't play out that well. Look, I think John, in the end, saw the humour for what it was intended. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it could have... It didn't didn't pan out that well, let's put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, it was certainly a bad day for uh, John Force. All right, um, we'll just move on here. We've got the show and shine coming up on the 18th of August. Uh, That's at Gallup Shopping Centre, so head on over there. If you're not doing anything, it's from 9 to 1. Yeah. We'll be, oh, oh, sorry, I'll be down there and walking around. Who's it for again? It is for racing for NMDI. Thank you for bringing that up, Todd. I slipped my mind. (laughs) A great charity. Uh, So they're trying to find research in the funding for research into the inherited version of motor neurone disease. Yep. And so, yeah, we have a whole lot of still bumpered cars down there on Sunday the 18th of August. So head on, if you're in the northern suburbs, head on over there. And you like your old school? Old school, yeah, head down there. I looked at the the weather forecast for two weeks time it's not good that day but anyway it is august anyway <laughs> let's know, go what, look i didn't it's beyond <laughs> me anyway um and also we're going to be at the celebration of motorsport you can catch up with todd and myself sunday the 11th of august at langley park that's right now we've got the n7 is on the map but anyway look if you head to the celebration of motorsport you'll find us yeah i'll be floating around Somewhere. Now, we have secured the presence of Denver Parker's R33 Skyline. That's right. We'll be on the stand. Cannot wait for that. That's, that's right. So if you want to have a close-up look at that, um, by all means, come to the stand. Yep. Uh, we'll have goodie bags there as well. Yep. So, you know, well, assuming we've got them left, first in, first served. Yeah, that's right. An endless supply of goodie bags. But, yeah, head on over to the stand. Yeah. Say hello. We're going to, you'll see myself there. I'll be there all day. Todd will be in and out. Simon, I don't, he is going in for some surgery, so I don't believe he will be able to attend. Unfortunately not, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, so that's the 11th of August, and uh, yeah, so head on over there at Langley Park. N7 is our map reference, but again, I don't know what that, uh, I don't know. You'll find us anyway. And for those going to Target, you'll see me um, floating around at other spectator points yeah you should probably elaborate on the Allenbrook stage as well yeah um so Allenbrook is the thursday night mm-hmm. yep. um pretty huge that's pretty new this year um if you go back a couple of podcasts you'll have we had uh the mr david smith of mm-hmm. course on who yep. um elaborated about that there is a large part about it on their website as well which is uh tigerwest.com.au mm-hmm. yep um should be really exciting um, you'll actually see Denver taking the R33 out yeah. um, for its only sort of public driving presence, I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. or um, 
doing some spectator or charity rides, I've been told. Yeah, of course. So good on him. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, they 100%. Up, they auctioned them off a bit earlier in the year, and um, good on him. So, yeah, you'll see me floating around up there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably actually helping Denver a little bit. Not that he needs help, but just sort of hanging around helping out Denver. Come and say hello. I'll mm-hmm. have the shirt on. Yep. So, um, then I believe Friday is in Kalamunda and the surrounds. You might see me up there, um, hanging out at the local pub, or no, a joke. <laughs> I'll be hanging out in the pits and sort of helping and talking to a few people. Yep. Saturday is up in TJ and the Turing Valley. You'll see me up there. Um, I think I'm actually going with Denver, so I'll be hanging around with Denver just, just having a look around, so to speak. Then it's Sunday, and uh, we'll see you in the city. Mm. So, I mean, if you're getting this as the podcast, you're in time. If you're getting it from the radio station Saturday morning, the Thursday event's already been, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So that was on the 8th, I think. Yeah, that's 8th, right. 8th of August. You're getting, you're getting this on the 10th. So yeah. but if you're getting it as a podcast, you will get there in time. So head on over to Allenbrook Special Stage. I think it's going to be a huge night at Thursday night. Unfortunately, yeah. I can't be there. I'll be uh, in Katanara, so I won't be able to attend. But I... I um, I wish you all well. Yep. And uh, well, but I will be there Sunday, bright yep. and early. Starts at ten o'clock, and I will be there. It goes from ten till three. The celebration of motorsport. So yeah, talking power podcast. It will be there. That's right. All right, Todd. That's our listeners have listened long enough. Yeah, they have. Let's go. Let's get into this big news. You go. You you orchestrated this, Todd. So you you. Were, yeah. Well. Um I'm actually going to give a little bit of a shout-out to a good friend of mine who listens to this podcast and supplies regular feedback. Yep. I won't name them as yet, um, but uh, thank you, because you sort of put the idea in my head. Um, We have the fastest Aussie on Earth Mm -hmm. on the show in the next few weeks. Yep. Um, We're also going back to, well, the other big news, before I announce the name, we're going back to filming. Mm. We're going to try and start putting our, well, one of us is beautiful, one of us is ugly. You make a decision. And then one of us is, you know... Beauty yeah. is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. My mother always said, Todd, thank you. And then we've got the prince, you know, the prince of Bayswater, Mr. Simon. So, <laughs> what, what am I? I'm just a skip down the road, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, you get the sidetrack. We're going back to filming. So, we're going to have a, a, a vlog-style setup, mm-hmm. um, interview. Yep. Um with uh, Mr. Roscoe McGlashan. Roscoe McGlashan. You heard it here first. Yeah. So that's huge news. So, um, yeah, that will be really exciting. Nick and I have actually had a, a quick chat with him. Yeah, um, we went out and saw him last week. And saw the car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm very rarely lost for words. I was lost for words. I I really think its its physical presence really left me dumbfounded. Yeah. I, I actually felt kind of bad when I left it. I'll be honest with you. I felt bad when I left it. I felt... Uh, overawed by the car, to be honest yeah. with you, and I felt like I didn't ask any reasonable, yeah. insightful questions about the car because I just didn't even know where to start. Yeah, but um, look, he's um, this is Aussie Invader, the num- five. number five. Aussie Invader, Aussie Invader five R, mm-hmm. yep. which is a rocket, rocket powered machine mm-hmm. car built here in WA, no less. Yep. Um, by a couple of guys in a shed and a lot of other people and sort of for fundraising slash sponsors slash the whole lot but uh, yeah. look, we're excited Roscoe's excited about it um, and some, of his, yeah, some of his friends are really excited about it as well um, we're still putting together what we're going to ask him 
Um, actually, a bit of a shout-out to some of the people that listen to the podcast. Is there something you want us to ask Roscoe? Within yeah, reason? certainly. Let us know. Yeah. I mean, um, before you go too, too silly, he does have a really great website, and there's a little bit on YouTube about the car. But, um, yeah, is there anything you can think you want to ask him? Shout-out to us. Mm. And we'll ask a question. So, um, yeah, it's great. But this is going to lead on to us also having, well, Roscoe, um, you'll see some of the car in the background. Not running, unfortunately, but you'll just see it in the background. And we're going to start filming some of the podcasts again. Yeah. Well, vlogcasts, I guess we call them. Mm. And um, we'll see some other news. We're going to try and start doing some car reviews. We've um, had some people reach out to us and, believe it or not, offer, offer us the keys. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're going to try and have our non-biased opinion on uh, some cars, some uh, new modern cars. And I believe it, and I'm going to need to laugh at this. One of the first ones is the new Toyota Camry. Which might fill some people with excitement, might not. But, but hey, it's what we could, we could get at the time. So it's, It is what it is. It's a Toyota yeah. Camry. We have a vested interest in the Camry product. We, we have a vested interest. Now, a lot of people would laugh at that and say, what, come on, who are you pulling? But we've put it... I know Simon. Simon has put a lot of money into that. He, That's right. The existing Camry. And we are trying to leverage a bit of interest in the Toyota brand. <laughs> we just said they're going to like yeah. a court case against them. But anyway, we yeah we 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 pulled the Camry out of more more. Um, we we felt it had a good yeah. a good fit for our podcast. So yeah, the Camry is yeah. going to be the first cab off the rank. So um, and there'll be a, a prancing horse in the near future. Really? Yeah, there will be. Okay, yeah, that one's news to me. You haven't told me about this. But, um, actually, I was really, I'm, I'm attracting you here again. We have Roscoe McGlashan coming on the show. I oh, know. Like, we, have, we have Roscoe McGlashan. No. That is, that's, that's booked in. We won't, we won't give you the dates yet, but it yeah. is happening. And, um, when we get closer to it, that'll be a special podcast. That won't be, yeah. um, that normal, won't, yeah, won't yeah. be a normal run of the mill. That'll be a special podcast. It'll be a full podcast dedicated completely to, to Roscoe. Um, they won't, we won't be covering any motorsport news. We're not going to be talking Formula One with no. him. We're not going to be talking TCR or. Yeah, who knows? More to drag racing. Well, you know what? In saying that, uh, Roscoe is a former drag racer, so he might want to talk a little bit about drag yeah, that's racing. Right. That's up to him. But we, this is a special podcast dedicated, and there will be have we'll be on we'll be we'll have a we'll have a podcast version of it, and we're going to have also a vlog version of yeah, it as that's well. Right. Yep. So, so look, there's I know probably a lot of people think that we're probably not doing much except just pumping out podcasts, but you know we we also have um, full time jobs, unfortunately, that pay yeah. the bills. <laughs> And then we've got the, as I said, we've got a number of events coming up. We've got the the um, celebration of motorsport, yep. and then we've got this um, podcast with Roscoe McGlashan. And then we are we are concentrating on a few car reviews. A car review on the Camry will be out shortly. So yeah, there's a number of things happening. And we'll focus on drag racing when the season starts up again in mm-hmm. WA. Um, yep. We do have some news around that, but we can't quite elaborate right now mm-hmm. on what's happening there. Yep. And, of course, we might, well, one of us or two of us might even be going over east to see a couple of drag racing events, depending on what happens with the boss man. Yep. And yep, I'm certainly. talking about the other boss. I'm, I'm just the, the, the pawn, the, the worker bee in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, stay tuned. We are working a lot. We're trying to get out there and do a lot of different things. So Yeah, uh, certainly, certainly. You know. Just, yeah, a bit of, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we, we're trying to 
we're trying to do a number of things at the moment and it's probably appearing as though we're just pumping out podcasts but yeah we are working on things in the background and uh really appreciate todd coming on board to give us a hand while we're just talking about things like i mean one of the things that simon's been working on as well he did take the car to a private track day just to update you 228 mile an hour on a radial yeah okay so that's you know put he ran a seven um seven with a 295 so 7.295 um but the 228 mile an hour that's out there yeah that, that is that's out cooking there. that is cooking so yeah. i think he, um he certainly got a handle in the car there was a number of changes done to the car for that event yeah um so yeah look hats off to simon i know he's been busy with that that's why he's finding that difficult to get onto the podcast and he's also Going in for a bit of surgery as well. So, yeah, we That's wish right. him well, and he will be be back on board, uh, hopefully be part of the Roscoe Migration interview. Yep. Uh, working on that, and uh, we'll, we'll, um, a lot will be revealed in the coming weeks. That's right. All right, Todd, on that note, we'll take uh, we'll finish this one. We won't take a break. We'll take a two-week break, and we'll be back um, in two weeks' time. We'll catch up with you then. Yeah, that's right. Um, I won't say see you on the street. I'll see you at the track or we'll see, see you at the Celebration of Motorsport. See you at Langley or Park. see you around somewhere else. But hey, <laughs> there we go. No worries. All right, take care. Well, Talk and Power, yeah. your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.